0: Bam bam bam, 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 yourself Bam bam, bam, bam,
1: Hi, welcome to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Lisa Linky, and that's Misty Stinnett. And this is the podcast where we review a popular self-help book and tell you all about it and what we think and feel about it (laughs) to help you understand whether or not you like it and want to buy it or if you hate it and want to pass. And maybe you can just like glean a thing or two to get that life-altering perspective from self-help that you've been craving or somebody's been desperately wanting you to get. Yeah. Thank you, and yes. we're
0: reading the book so that you don't have to, because you're busy. We're busy, but we care so much about you. We care, and self help. At least I do. Lisa's here for it. Who can care? Who can? Who, who can care? That's what we should have
1: called the podcast. <laughs> Rebrand, Misty. Lisa, do you know what's special about today's episode?
0: <gasps> I do, Lisa. Should we say it at the same time?
1: It's, it's the our twenty fifth book. book! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> congratulations to us. <gasps> yeah, 25 books, Missy. Which, how do you feel? Which means that our next mini-sode is our 50th episode yeah. that we've recorded.
1: Congratulations. I'm going to shake your hand. Oh, she's shaking my hand. Staff, congratulations. What a journey. It
0: has been a journey and I, I was reflecting back on uh cuz we before we launched, we re- recorded 6 episodes. That's right. And I remember just we had a buffer, you know, because mm-hmm. we didn't know what we were doing mm-hmm. and I remember those 6 feeling like, "Oh, My God, this is so much work. This is such a huge thing. I was like, I can't believe we've got six. Yeah, and now you cut to today, and I'm like, Yeah, it's fifty. Okay, let's move
1: on. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, oh, that's cool. I um, I actually got a tattoo that says fifty. So that's cool. If you feel like it's not a big deal, I I was just um, feeling
0: like it was like it was like cool, but like ice, like just like buy yourself an ice cream cone, cool.
1: Wow. Um, yeah, no, it's that's fine. I will, uh, I will go get this removed. I, yeah, it's just a. I, uh, oh my god, it's on your whole back. It is. It is. Uh, I, I, I got Phoenix. I got and it wraps Phoenix. around
0: under the front.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's like a chandelier tattoo under my titties mm, mm-hmm, with fifty diamonds. Yeah, before for all the fifty diamond books we've read,
0: they have they've all, all been, been solid gold, shine
1: right like a diamond. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, Okay, um, yeah. So, so twenty fifth book, and Congrats. so we decided that for our
1: twenty fifth book, we would tackle one of the most popular self-help books out Together, there. Together, Yeah.
0: Just like with the Four Agreements episode, we both read this one, and I'm glad we did because if only Lisa had read it... <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> she would have died. I would
1: have imploded.
0: Lisa, the book we're doing this week
1: is The, the secret. secret. I feel like snakes should slither away. <laughs> Misty, what did you think about this book before you picked it up? Well, What have you heard about The Secret?
0: Um, what I heard about The Secret, I remember when, I think it was around 2006 or 2007, Mm -hmm. I was in college and I wanted to know what this was. I remember there was a ton of hype about it. I think Oprah Oprah. Mm had, yeah, Oprah had had picked it up. Everyone was talking about it. And, and I read it and I I remember sitting in my room, I remember where I was and just being like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't (laughs) I couldn't first of all I didn't understand what she was saying I didn't understand the structure of the book and I I hadn't read any this might have been the first self-help book I ever read
1: oh so you were reading it not just watching it on Oprah no you no were no like, what I read because I, I think my. my mom sent
0: me a copy yes and and we talk about this often but it's worth repeating if you are not ready for information like you may you're oh, not you going to receive it you are ready for the secret the secret you um, ready for the secret no I wasn't are you ready uh, now
1: not in, not exactly. Are you ready? Oh, I was born ready. For okay. This. Oh man, Lisa
0: has her fighting eyes on. She's just pulled out a helmet. <laughs> She's buckling it in.
1: <laughs> Revving up my engine. Okay, Lisa. Can I tell you a little bit about the secret?
0: Yeah, the book and the and the
1: author. I want to. The know. secret by Rhonda Byrne. That's a Rhonda. Should we
0: say woo woo Rhonda from now on instead of woo woo Wanda?
1: <laughs> Done. Practical patty to woo-woo Rhonda. You're, you are 100% <laughs> right. Thank you. That made me so delighted. Yes. The Secret by woo-woo Rhonda Byrne. Uh, hardcover is $23.95, but also apparently available for $9.28 on Amazon. You can get a used copy. I'm, I'm a holding cheaper... your
0: uh, hardcover that you let me borrow mm-hmm. in my hand. Did you pay $24 for this book?
1: Yeah, because I did get a gift card. Oh. I wanted the full experience of the The secret secret. the audible is $23.93 narrated by Rhonda Byrne it is not it's a penny less than the hardcover it is not available in paperback or on kindle
0: whoa uh it sounds like she's manifesting she She really really is
1: it was released and copyrighted in 2006 and it is 184 uh, pages um feels longer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> can i tell you a little bit about wanda woo woo wanda burn woo yeah. Wanda burn mm-hmm. she was born in australia and began her career as a radio producer before moving into television production oh, they call that tv oh Down she's on the, te- on the tv or the telly tv uh in 2006 her work took a very different direction when she released the secret film viewed by millions across the planet
0: Most people like to start with a book as IP, but she she reverse-engineered it. She
1: followed with The Secret Book, a worldwide bestseller available in 50 languages with over 20 million copies in print. Since its release in November 2006, The Secret Book has remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 190 weeks. Wow. And was named by USA Today as one of the top 20 best-selling books of the past 15 years. Wow. In January of 2007, Rhonda appeared on The Oprah Winfrey Show with four teachers from the secret film. In May of 2007, Rhonda Byrne was recognized as one of the world's most influential people in Time Magazine's The Time 100, People Who Shape Our World, and shortly afterwards appeared in Forbes, The Celebrity 100 List. In 2010, Rhonda continued her work with the book The Power. The second book in the Secret Book series, which immediately became another New York Times bestseller. The power is now available in 43 languages. The third book in the Secret Book series, The Magic, was released in 2012, and her latest book, Hero, the fourth in the Secret Book series, was released in 2013. Now, uh, that's about Woo Woo Rhonda. About the book, it was first released as a film, like I said, in March 2006 and later the same year as a book. The book is influenced by Wallace Waddle's 1910 book, The Science of Getting Rich, which Byrne received from her daughter during a time of personal trauma in 2004. Mm -hmm. New York Times bestselling authors of The Passion Test, Janet Bray Atwood and Chris Atwood are not featured in the film or the book, but arranged 36 of the 52 interviews for the film, many of which are referenced in the book. The reception, um, this is all from Wikipedia, the reception of the book, <laughs> the first subheading was gross, and I said, I agree. Um, <laughs> the book has been translated into 50 languages and has sold over 30 million copies. Due partly to an appearance on The Oprah Winfrey Show, the book and film had grossed 30, oh, excuse me, 300 million Whoa. in sales by 2009. So that's so 10 that years 10 ago. 10 years ago. She has subsequently released secret merchandise and several related books. So I I'm going to she say has. she's approaching... Half a billion, if not three quarters well, of a billion.
0: Absolutely, but let's let's talk about for a second. Like that's all great, but I feel like I still don't know who she is. But she says in She's the on introduction, the teddy. oh yeah, TV. Uh that wasn't good. TV. We're t- we're trying
1: our best. We're now. trying.
0: Okay, you're welcome. Um, she says in the introduction that she learned about the secret and she wanted to bring it to the world. So then she interviewed all of these people who are sort of experts in their field. But from what I can tell, the way the book is structured is she introduces a concept and then she immediately quotes like four or five people Mm -hmm. to support that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like she's summarizing, Mm -hmm. but leaning on all of their expertise. Mm -hmm. And it's not it she she positions it as expertise of her own, but it really does feel like it's just a summary and she's just getting rich off like other people's academic works. One hundred
1: percent. I do need to tell you a little bit about the critical response before we move Great. forward. Great. Again from Wikipedia. In two thousand nine, Barbara Einrich a Erinrich a- a- Rick. Aaron- something. Published bright-sided, how the relentless promotion of positive thinking has undermined America as a reaction to self-help books such as The Secret. And you know I am going to read that. Claiming that they promote political complacency and a failure to engage with reality. Mm. You know what, Barbara? You're not wrong. John G. Stackhouse Jr. has provided historical context locating Byrne's book in the tradition of new thought and popular religion and concluding that It isn't new, and it isn't a secret. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Her scientific claims, in particular concerning quantum physics, have been rejected by a range of authors, including Christopher Chabri and Daniel Simons at the New York Times and Harvard physicist Lisa Randall. Mary Carmichael and Ben Radford, writing for the Center for Inquiry, have also pointed out that the secret has no scientific foundation, stating that her book represents, quote, a time-worn trick of mixing banal truisms with magical thinking and presenting it as some sort of hidden knowledge colon, basically, it's the new thought, end quote. And the mm-hmm. new thought I looked up was a movement from the 19th century in the United States. So, yeah, that's our that's our heads up. And I, also, uh, Misty, on our uh, 49th episode, are you ready to lose a lot of listeners? Yep. Because <laughs> yep. a lot of people love this fucking book. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all gonna see Misty's face. <laughs> they do. They
0: do. Listen, you know that I filtered the good from this book. I know you to did. Rise it to the surface. The creme de la creme. And what's what's so cool about uh the way we both read this book is Lisa read it first and wrote me little <laughs> notes. And then I and then I got her copy, and it is
1: so fucking great well, because I opened the cover halfway through because I was like, "This is not nice."
0: No, but it was so funny, and uh, I open up <laughs> on the first page. Just not even to to text on the book yet. <laughs> Lisa wrote, well, "That's Misty, where you
1: inscribe a book."
0: Thank you. The, uh, so on the inscri- the inscription page, she said, "Misty, let's do this shit." Guess I guess I Lisa. Uh,
1: excuse me. There's an asterisk there.
0: Yeah, you said uh, there's an asterisk, and then the asterisk says, "Ruthlessly judge this fucking book." Um, <laughs> But I chose just to
1: see, let's do this shit. Uh, and and yeah. you know that I did not find the That's creme right. de la creme. That's I right. I found the crap de la crap. The creme.
0: De la, the crap de la
1: creme. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Here we I, go.
0: Can I, I'm going to list the chapters. I wish you would. Okay. Uh, the secret revealed. The secret made simple. Powerful processes. The secret to money. The secret to relationships. The secret to health. The secret
1: to the world, the secret to life. Shouldn't we just skip to the secret to life? Isn't that what everybody wants to know? Oh yeah,
0: we should have just done that. We probably would have enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. Um, here's my note on the intro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <coughs> Ugh, big promises, <laughs> reminiscent of Gay Hendrix. That's that's what I got there. Yeah. Oh, also, man. to me, it looks like old school. Um, for like uh, old school instructions for a video game. Do you remember when like you would oh, open up a video oh, game yeah. and get so, like the so packet, the booklet? I'm sure that
0: most of you listening have seen or a lot of you listening have seen the cover, but it looks, it's it's meant to invoke like parchment paper. Like Leonardo like da Vinci old, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, this should be like a Dan Brown book, mm-hmm. like The Secret, A Car Chase, and it's and got 3X, a
1: wax seal. A wax
0: seal in red and it says The Secret and Rhonda Byrne but and it all looks like true calligraphy. To form,
1: there's nothing that you can discern on the actual, pit, like, what's right. the writing. That's
0: right. It's very minimalist. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, Lisa was leaving me very, very funny notes throughout the intro, uh, but we're going to get right into it. Yeah. Okay. So, The Secret Revealed. Lisa, what's The Secret?
1: I don't know, but I said, why not call it The Useful Thing? Because it's just perpetuating an allure. It's all smoke and mirrors. So, if it's so fucking important, why why isn't the book called The Most Useful Thing You'll Ever Know? <laughs> uh, that's that's my honest question.
0: That's that's a great Sab question. Like this. I guess I got
1: a laugh out of Sab. That's a great. That's, ding, okay. ding 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 ding. I'm gonna ding, count ding. my laughs out of sav Okay, great. So this is, is now that's the new what. game.
0: So the secret, Lisa, is the law of attraction. Oh, I forgot that
1: part. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's totally yeah. It. She mm-hmm. only mentions it once at the book, that's so right. it's fine. Uh, also, she does say it's always been here, and it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. so But this, it feels like it. The secret is
0: the law of attraction, and it's all about what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. She says, it is the law that determines the complete order in the universe. Mm-hmm. Every moment of your life, every single thing you experience mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Mm-hmm. The law of attraction is forming your entire life experience, and this all-powerful law is doing that through your thoughts. You are the one who calls the law of attraction into action, and you do it through your thoughts?
1: She said that like the Babylonians knew this, and that they created the seven wonders of the world, and In I, the
0: one of the seven wonders of the world. Well, to but, which I said, did, "So people who didn't know did the others? I don't is. know
1: what happened." <laughs> I also try. She was very unclear. It made it sound like that they knew lots of stuff that other people didn't.
0: Yeah, she'll she'll tell you just enough to get you interested, and then and then not much more. So yeah. She Keep says going. she says your thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. She uses the analogy of a television station's transmission tower. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly how it works, she says, but we know that each channel has a frequency. Mm-hmm. And when we tune into that frequency, we see the pictures on our television. Mm-hmm. If we want to see different pictures on our television, we change the channel and tune into a new frequency. She says we are human transmission towers, the most powerful in the universe. And the frequency we transmit reaches beyond cities, countries countries. countries, and the
1: world. We should also say that throughout this book, she like you were mentioning with the other authors, they just kind of pop up with quotes and they each but not one has a different context. No, each one has like a different symbol. Yeah. So like Bob Proctor always has a key and Bob Doyle always has like a tuning fork. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of it does look like a video game. Yeah,
0: it does it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Um she says uh uh these frequencies reverberate throughout the entire universe and we are transmitting those frequencies with our thoughts. Yeah. So she says the most obvious question question then becomes, why isn't everybody living the life of their dreams? It's a great it's fucking a law- question, I know. Rhonda. I was like, thank you for having that up front. To which I wrote, thank you in all caps. So apparently it's because people are thinking about what they don't want yeah. and so attracting it into their lives.
1: I I, do, I, will say that for the first 32 pages I took, like I, I had a lot of vim and vigor. And mm-hmm. I was like making notes and then I quit. So in the front half of this episode, I will kind of pepper in with a little more. <laughs> great. But then I'll drop out. Don't
0: you fret. Don't you fret, because I got you. Yeah,
1: Missy's got it. But I do want to say on page seven, she says, you are the most powerful magnet in the universe. Because John Assaraf said, the simplest way for me to look at the law of attraction is if I think of myself as a magnet. And I know that a magnet will attract to it. And she says, you're the most powerful magnet in the universe. You contain a magnetic power within you that is more powerful than anything in this world. And this unfathomable magnetic power is emitted through your thoughts. And I said, magnets also repel one another. (laughs) That's a fact. That's a scientific fact. And my my oh. res, our resident STEM uh, advisor. It's true. It's I true. used to
0: play with magnets and, like, try and get them to touch when you can't, you know, if you flip them around. That's right. That's right. Thank you. And, and throughout this book, she just repeats herself over and over and over. And there's yeah. just
1: different interpretations of this. So And on page eight, she does immediately then get into like it's your it's your fault it's your thought
0: she does so she says the law of attraction is a law of nature it is impersonal and it does not see good things or bad things it is receiving your thoughts and reflecting back to you those thoughts as your life experience mm-hmm. the law of attraction simply gives you whatever it is you were thinking about one of the authors she quotes in this section says the law of attraction is obedient and impersonal it manifests the things that you focus on so if you focus on something like I don't want to be late then you're going to be late yeah. you're going to call that in Existence. You call into existence whatever you focus on. And she goes on to say the law of attraction does not compute negation words like don't or not or no. So if you say or think, I don't want a bad haircut, the universe hears, I want a bad haircut. Um, And then I wrote, the story on page 18 pissed me off. So people who are discriminated against are attracting that into their lives. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, I want to just before we get to that, Bob Proctor on page nine said, If you see it in your mind, you're going to hold it in your hand. So I thought, Dick, Dick, Dick. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you, I have not had a lot of penis. Oh, I was like,
0: Alisa, did you? I didn't. I did not. Hi, Linda.
1: Hi, Linda. Um, Um, Also, she says on page 15 that quantum physics tells us that the universe emerged by thought. And that is. Not I true. don't. I don't
0: think that's what it tells us. And also, then something had to exist to think the thought. Uh-huh. So basically, basically, the story on page eighteen Got is it. about a coworker who, uh, or not her coworker, but someone in in an office who was being discriminated against. <laughs> ...for their sexuality. Yeah.
1: And and,
0: uh,
1: and then he he was a stand-up comedian. He was being heckled. He was
0: being heckled. He'd walk down the street. His and, whole and, life yes. it was
1: one of unhappiness and misery and it all focused around being attacked because he was gay. That's what she said. Exactly.
0: So basically, he miraculously realized that it's his fault. Yes. He's attracting these things into his life because he's going, I don't want to be heckled. I don't want people to harass me because yeah. I'm gay. I don't want these yeah. things. And when he changed his thought pattern... Every single person that harassed him in his department suddenly got transferred or quit or just stopped. He was walking down the street and no one was there to harass him. He was able to do stand-up and nobody gave him a hard time. To which I say, this is bullshit. I mean, this is such...
1: Bullshit. And you know I don't say this often on our podcast. But- this. I have waited for 25 books for this moment. <laughs> it was worth it. Misty says it's bullshit, everybody bullshit. It's bullshit,
0: everybody bullshit. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Because... How That's one of my biggest problems with this book. And we might be getting ahead of ourselves, but it's already a problem I on mean, page 18. Yeah, it's already a problem. Where she says everything terrible that happens to you is your fault.
1: Oh, it's all victim blaming. It it's is. All it victim is. Blaming. And they get into it because I will say um, on page 22, it says, it really does take many negative thoughts and persistent negative thinking to bring something negative into your life. However... If you persist in thinking negative thoughts over a period of time, they will appear in your life. If you worry about having negative thoughts, you will attract more worrying about your negative thoughts and multiply them at the same time. Decide right now that you are only going to think good thoughts. Mm -hmm. At the same time, proclaim to the universe that all your good thoughts are powerful and that any negative thoughts are weak. And then they make this bullshit that one good thought is 100 times more powerful than one negative thought and that like it cancels it out. And this is why I started looking online for like scientific proofs and notations and the, and in the book like any kind of no, reference and they're they're, not of there of course there are none. And it's like is it authentic or human or real or possible to never have a negative thought it's not
0: because it's not
1: how our brains
0: work no, and, and we know this it's the, the amygdala three times a second checks to yeah. see if anything's about to eat us and like please stop saying that negative thoughts are weak they're not weak they're not weak it's it's being a human so yes. all, already I feel like this book is setting us up to fail because we're going oh shit I'm not doing those things because I'm not thinking positive thoughts oh my god I'm a human creature and I can't always think positive thoughts oh fuck it's all my fault also
1: it to me me, logically, if you tell me if you think one negative thing is going to happen to you, but if you think one positive thing, it cancels out the negative thing, I immediately say, listen, your theory doesn't hold water with me. No,
0: it doesn't. So she also says one way to master your mind is to learn to quiet your mind. She says that's why meditation is so powerful, Mm -hmm. and three to ten minutes a day is enough to make a powerful change, which – I do believe in the power of meditation. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps center and calm me, even just for three minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a a good summary of the whole introduction on page twenty five. Mm-hmm. But got it right at the here. end of every single chapter, they do these She summaries. offers a summary, which is good because honestly, the chapters are pretty convoluted and I would read it and feel like I was grasping it in the moment and then by the time I got to the summary at the end of the chapter I was like oh right I already forgot all about it.
1: Yeah. It's made to look pretty but it's not helpful. So
0: now we're in the next chapter The Secret Made Simple. The Secret. The Secret Made Simple. She says your feelings are very important because Mm -hmm. they signal to you what kind of thoughts you're having.
1: Also can I say they say the law of attraction is like you said it's precise Mm -hmm. and exact. Yes. Which tells you if, if something happens to you and it's not what you expected You fucked up. That's right. Yeah, it's all your fault. You done fucked up all your fault. fault. Also, I should check in. Sav, are you a fan of The Secret? Are are we ruining your relationship with us? I have heard of it, and I've seen it a million times, but I've never read it. Okay. Okay. All
0: right. Are you going to
1: read it now after listening to us?
0: Hell no. (laughs) We're not even on chapter two, people. You might love what you hear. Let's keep going. So she goes into this ridiculous dichotomy and says that you can only feel good feelings or bad feelings. She says, quote, It's impossible to feel bad And at the same time, be having good thoughts. Yes. That would defy the law of attraction because your thoughts cause your feelings. If you are feeling bad, it is because you are thinking thoughts that are making you feel bad. To which I call bullshit because what about depression? What about duality? It completely disregards human's ability to feel multiple feelings at once, like complete joy at the birth of a child and simultaneous sadness that a parent is
1: no longer living to witness it. Well, Misty, I'm sorry, but you must have missed page 28 where immediately... Um, she starts to talk often when people first hear about the secret, they recall events in history where masses of lives were lost and they find it incomprehensible that so many people could have attracted themselves to the event by the law of attraction. They had to be on the same frequency as the event. It doesn't necessarily mean they thought of that exact event, but the frequency of their thoughts matched the frequency of the event. If people believe they can be in the wrong place at the wrong time and they have no control over outside circumstances, those thoughts of fear, separation, and powerlessness, if persistent, can attract them to being in the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: So, this is a podcast, so nobody could hear my slow blink during that, but Mm -hmm. it was there. And I... I can't help but feel that I would like Rhonda Byrne to attract a more nuanced way of thinking about emotions.
1: Well, I am here to tell you that she believes that you caused that car accident. And she she's does. in line with Gay Hendricks because, um, listen, I and I've said on before, my strategy, my empathy brain immediately says, No. Because, what about victims of sexual assault? Mm-hmm. What about the fucking Catholic Church? Mm-hmm. What about Larry Nassar? Yeah. Okay. Trying to explain the Holocaust by saying that all these people are on the same wavelength, I'm not here for no. that. No, no, thank you. No. So, all the people that Oscar Schindler saved were thinking differently and it's just a question that and they some did people, it themselves no and so, then and then like uh, i i can this is where i explode this right, is where i fucking right. explode I Don't lose it. It. i'm done i got you so
0: she says your feelings are your frequency feedback mechanism with the universe when you think a sustained thought it magnetically attaches itself to the like frequency then sends the reading of that frequency back to you through your feelings and you know what i'm going to say here i'm going to say what about stem Because that is not, that's not how it works. That's right. And also. We
1: are are thinking creatures that feel, right?
0: uh, Feeling creatures Creatures that that think. think. According to Jill Bolte-Taylor. Also, and I think it's worth saying here, anytime someone can only explain things through analogies and metaphors, Mm -hmm. you should be a little wary. Yeah. I mean, they're helpful, but when an entire book is explained
1: through metaphors. So um, okay. So she was like, thoughts are bad and feelings are good, and then there are bad feelings. I was like, no, I'm not here for this. Yeah, but it's I'm because, because you thinking this. bad thoughts,
0: she says. Well, so, but
1: it means you've labeled a feeling as bad. I don't personally yeah. label a feeling as bad. Feelings exist. I'm, I'm a feeling creature yeah, that thinks. I don't generate these fucking well, it, feelings. It honestly
0: goes against so many books we've read about how to just notice what's in your mind. Yeah. Mindfulness, sit with what's there, like tolerate that. You know, it's, yeah. it's just a very different philosophy. So she says to turbo to turbocharge the frequency you're transmitting, you can add feeling to what you are wanting. I hope I wrote
1: suck it, round, I just have to put that Thank you.
0: If you feel prosperous or feel healthy, you'll attract it that much faster. Mm-hmm. She says one way to feel better if you're not feeling good is to close your eyes, focus on your feelings inside, and smile for one minute. And I wrote in all caps, is anyone else with depression at et cetera, upset by this? If you're feeling bad feelings, just close your eyes and
1: smile for one minute. Listen, there are scientific studies that show if you smile in your facial muscles more often, you will report feelings of happiness, but that's just because, but that doesn't cure depression. Misty's making a devilish smile right now. (laughs) But that's also akin to when you say to somebody, I'm sad, and they say, just stop being sad. Yeah. It makes you fucking angry. Yeah, it does. It does. Um so page next- thirty two I said, I hate this book and I'm no longer going to okay. um, so, argue against it. Listen, I'm flying solo. The
0: pilot passed out. Mm -hmm. I'm the passenger flying the plane, Mm -hmm. and we are now on the chapter, How to Use the Secret. Mm -hmm. Here's how to use the secret. Um, She she talks about what she calls the creative process, asking, believing, and receiving. Just three steps. Just three steps. She says it's like ordering something from the catalog of the universe. Place the order once, then trust it will come. Mm -hmm. And to which I was like, do people order from catalogs anywhere?
1: Also... I don't trust. If it doesn't come, i check up.
0: Yeah, and there is a
1: a summary on page 68 to get a little blurb about each step, if you want to know. I also would like to say that James Ray, one of the contributors here, does tell us that if you think about Aladdin and his lamp, Aladdin picks up the lamp, dusts it off, and out pops the genie. The genie always says one thing, your wish is my command. The story goes now that there are three wishes, but if you trace the story back to its origins, there's absolutely no limit whatsoever to the wishes. Mm. Think about that one. Thank you. Okay. But also, when did you trace the story back to its origins? Fuck oh, off. yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't. I. Oh, by the way, in this book for all the contributors in the back of the book, there's a, a little, little blurb bio. about each of them and a picture, which I will talk more about later. Um, so here's a little bit about each step, how you use the secret. So asking the universe for what you want is your opportunity to get clear about what you want. As you get clear in your mind, you have asked Believing is the next step. It involves acting, speaking, and thinking as though you have already received what you've asked for. When you emit the frequency of having received it, the law of attraction moves people, events, and circumstances for you to receive. Receiving is the third step. It involves feeling the way you will feel once your desire has manifested. Feeling good now puts you on the frequency of what you want. To which I I kept wondering if there are only two people left on the earth, Mm -hmm. and they are both— equally as powerful at manifesting things and they want completely opposite things like for the other person to die this who is wins this a great fucking
1: question who wins also they do quote the bible after this which made me really interested. yes she does mm-hmm. yes
0: um, okay she says and remember do not pay any attention at all to the how these things will happen just trust that it will come. It's they do your job to figure out how.
1: They do, and then they also mention action, which is really interesting, because action implies work.
0: Yeah, and they say act as if, but so we'll get there. So um, I wrote, I got real mad about the part of this chapter where she talks about manifesting your perfect weight.
1: Oh, yeah. We're, uh, we're on page 58 where they talk about fat thoughts.
0: Yeah, fat thoughts. And she literally says, okay, she defies science by saying, quote, Food cannot cause you to put on weight unless you think it can, end quote. She says to inwardly praise people who have the body you're striving for and to not even look at overweight people. Here's
1: what I said. I fucking quit. I can't even with this fat shaming. And I'll say eating disordered thinking bullshit. Yes. Uh, They literally say to ignore fat people and find and admire people whom you think are the perfect weight.
0: Yeah, she's... She's literally telling you to make fat people invisible. Mm-hmm. And I find this super problematic because she's valuing thinness and it's her own fucking hang up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have friends who struggle with eating disorders and this is not fucking okay. And she she just says like, oh, everybody's got a friend who eats whatever they want and never puts on weight. And that's why. And it's like... No, it's not because they're thinking thin thoughts. There's something else going on there. Like, hey, that's or not if they science. are
1: naturally thin. But if you believe in naturally thin people, you better fucking believe in naturally fat people. Thank
0: you, fucking thank you. So I was really triggered by this chapter. Yeah. Um, this this is also the chapter where she conveniently puts all of the responsibility on the user, saying like so many other self help books that if this doesn't work, it's because you are doing something wrong. In mm-hmm. answer to how long manifesting takes, she says, "quote anytime time de- any time delay you experience is due to your delay and getting to the place of believing, knowing, and feeling that you already have it.
1: And then she also mentions Einstein time and I was like, fuck you, Dave <laughs> Hendricks.
0: I also think Jensen Cheryl
1: loves this book. So, oh, for sure.
0: So she goes on to say in this chapter that there is no time or size for the universe and it's no harder to attract one dollar than one million dollars. Oh, God. It just takes longer because in our minds we think it's a bigger ask and should take longer. So she suggests starting small so you can build your faith up. Manifest a cup of coffee or a specific feather and see if it shows up. So now we're in the powerful processes chapter. Mm -hmm. So at this point, we're 71 pages into the book Mm -hmm. and it's feeling very, very repetitive. Yeah. There's the powerful process of gratitude
1: and Mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, I believe in thank you. I believe in a mindset of thank you because it really helps you maneuver through the day, but it's selfish. It's selfish for me and it's self-helpful for me to do this. It's like, it's like, um, helping me feel there's a self-interest for me to go with a mindset of thank you because it keeps me from feeling defensive it keeps me from this it's not because i'm trying to manifest 1 million dollars to show up on my doorstep are you saying an attitude of gratitude is a problem yeah i hate that phrase uh, it's not a it's not a problem i hate I that phrase too i think it's i operate from a mindset of thank you meaning no matter if i get I, I don't see bad or good information. Mm. I just see it as information. Mm. And if I come at it by always thinking, thank you, it keeps me in a place of power.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Is I that, really like that. Yeah. yeah. So for
1: me, I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. And then there's like also the process of visualization, which is mm-hmm. all of our vision mm-hmm. boards, which if you yep. live in LA, everybody's got it.
0: Yep. Uh, yes. Yes. And if you want to see me do a vision board, right. which I am not on board with mm-hmm. vision, not on board. Mm-hmm. Um, You can check out in our Instagram page mm-hmm. at go help yourself podcast. Uh-huh. There's a, a little link tree in our profile. You click it and you it'll send you the link to the YouTube video. It's, you made uh, a beautiful vision board. Thank you. You helped me make a beautiful mm-hmm. one. Okay, so at this point, I stopped reading and I quickly flipped to the back of the book to look at pictures of all of the contributors. And the vast majority of them, the vast majority are white men. There are only two people of color who contributed to the book Mm -hmm. and only one woman of color. So maybe that's where a lot of this your current circumstances are your own fault comes from. And some of them are super dead. Yeah, and I also said, what about a newborn baby who was who born into poverty or a war zone? Is that, is that that baby's fault? Did that baby manifest all those tanks?
1: What is happening? Is that the mother's fault? Uh,
0: also, I just kept putting the book down. It wasn't really keep, like keeping my attention.
1: Oh, I love that. I powered through it so I could be done with it as fast as fucking possible. Great,
0: so now we're into gratitude practice, and this part— I really liked. She says, have a gratitude practice. Focus on all the things in your life you're grateful for. She likes to say thank you as her feet hit the floor in the morning and all throughout her morning routine. So every time she takes a step, or or two steps thank you right so by the time she leaves for the day she's already said thank you hundreds of times and set herself up on a frequency to attract positive things so here's where she gets into the nitty gritty of a visualization practice which she says is very important for the secret she says visualization is so powerful because as you create pictures in your mind of seeing yourself enjoy what, what you want you are generating thoughts and feelings of having it now she says emitting this powerful frequency will make the universe return those pictures back to you just as you saw them in your mind. She says visualization is the real plane where things are manifested and the things we receive in the physical plane are simply the results of what we manifested in the real plane. Your mind and your entire state of being are seeing it as already happened. That is the art of visualization." A tip for visualization is to add movement to your mind's picture. So if you're manifesting your dream kitchen, imagine walking around it, over to the fridge and grabbing a cold bottle out of it. Feel the coldness of the bottle. That will help you hold on to the picture longer. She says vision boards are also powerful.
1: Then she tells a story about how a little kid uh, visualized that his family would not wait in any lines at Walt Disney World. And their family was chosen as the first family who got to open up the park and Mm -hmm. ride every every ride for free. Mm
0: She also warns, thank you, Lisa, for that. She warns us, even one thought of doubt will set up a long succession of doubtful thoughts. So banish any thoughts of doubt, to which I wrote, how, And, and replace them with one like, I know I I am am receiving receiving now and feel it. So I took a moment and was like, I'm going to fucking do this. And I manifested the car I want. I'm going to tell you about it because I'm hoping a listener hears this and is like, I want Misty to believe in the secret. I'm fucking delivering this to her door. It's a 1981 Chevy Corolla. I believe this is going to (laughs) happen. Chevy Corolla. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a 2020 hybrid honda crv and white blizzard pearl on the outside it's gonna have black leather on the inside mm-hmm. that cute little strip of fake wood mm-hmm. it's gonna have all the apple safety sense features um this podcast is sponsored by honda da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah and it's gonna have it's gonna be uh an exl so I 2020 honda really sad because when we yeah.
1: get that somebody's gonna remind us that you said this and then we're gonna be like oh, no no no, no no
0: i want it for free to me I want it for free. Yeah.
1: Oh, it'll come. Oh, good.
0: And then we'll be like... And if it does, I'm getting right back on this podcast and going like, I fucking did it. I did it. And yes, I know there are nicer cars in the world, but that's the one I want. Okay? Don't judge. So, the secret to money. Next chapter. To attract money, you must focus on wealth. It is impossible to bring more money into your life when you are noticing that you do not have enough. Because that means you're you are thinking thoughts that you do not have enough you have to emit a new signal with your thoughts and those should be i'm sorry i i uh, may have been drunk while typing this <laughs> You have to emit a new signal with your thoughts, and those should be that you currently have more than enough. Play make-believe that you already have all the money you want. You can also download a free blank check at www.thesecret.tv that you can write to yourself for any amount you want. Place it in a prominent place where you can see it every day and imagine spending all that money. She says it's a fun game that works. So again,
1: this is part of my problem my problem with Jensen Cheryl, is that the focus seems to be on material goods yeah. and money yeah. and and uh how you look
0: yes yes and i really think jensen chero read this book and modeled you're a badass
1: after a lot of it i just feel like is that it, if there is a universal law mm-hmm. is that what the universe is trying to teach us doubtful very doubtful highly doubtful and if it is i mean honestly that probably makes sense with the shit of a situation our world is Yeah, in. right. But, you know.
0: Well, and, and the one thing about the blank check that I will spin positively is that for me, visuals are really powerful. So I actually... At work, I, I printed out two of my celebrity crushes. One is Zachary Levi from Shazam and mm-hmm, Chuck, mm-hmm. and the other is Chris Hemsworth, Hello Thor. And I printed out pictures, and each of them is telling me a really motivating thing about myself, and I put them up next to my desk, and I actually did this for a bunch of people around the That's office. Amazing. It's really nice to see. So Zachary Levi is going... You're doing a good job. And then Chris Hemsworth is above him, and he says, I agree with Zach. Great job. And I see this every day, and it sounds so silly, but it's nice to see the positive messaging. And I, like, write quotes to myself on my kitchen chalkboard. Listen, and I don't So a disagree. blank check on the wall
1: could I don't, be exciting. I don't disagree with positive messaging, and right. I don't disagree with quotes. Right. Here's where the disconnect is for mm-hmm. me. The the blank check, like, like that woman Barbara... Er, Erlich or whatever her name was is there's a disconnect between w- w- wanting something and engaging to make it happen. Yes,
0: there is. There is absolutely. So, uh she says, quote, the only reason any person does not have enough money is because they are blocking money from coming to Fuck them with their them. thoughts. Fuck End them. Quote.
1: Fuck them. What about the wh- we, what about the wage gap? Oppression. What about the wage gap? Yeah. I'm so angry when people say this shit. This is how people get on the internet and claim that the wage gap doesn't exist because shit like this is out there. And I get so fucking angry because the the lack of inclusion and intersectionality. I'm going to cry because this is so upsetting. It is not fair to tell somebody who is living in an impressive system and and not even for me. Like, uh, uh, how do you tell a small black child that they have a shorter life expectancy from health issues from from <laughs> that they can't get a home loan mm-hmm. and it's because of the way that they're thinking. I yeah. don't I don't I don't I can't process that. Yeah. And I'm so angry with this woman for for blaming the victim. I'm yes. so when I think of the thousands of unprocessed rape kits that sit around yes. there and I think that she's telling these people It's their fault that it's not processed and it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. It has to do with lack of funds and a lack Mm -hmm. of value on women's bodies Mm -hmm. and women's autonomy. Yeah. And I don't understand how people perpetuate this shit. I'm sorry. I just don't be sorry. Don't
0: be sorry. I feel the same way. And honestly, as I was reading the book, I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then I started to get madder and madder as I sat with it for a few days. And this harkens back to always keep in mind, and this is why we start with who these authors are up top. Always keep in mind the perspective from which the book is being written. There are like 20 contributors to this book, maybe more. I didn't count them. And they're all white men, except for a handful, a sprinkling of
1: women. But even if. Yes. Even if. Like, even if you're a white man writing this shit, you have to know somebody who has had hard times. Mm -hmm. And to lack the compassion to say, it's your fault, yeah. and you could have thought yourself out of systemic repression, yeah. systemic racism, systemic or sexism, disease, which we'll disease. get to. I don't, I, I do, I don't understand. It, 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 it is a false equivalency that we all play on an equal playing field, yes, and that we all have equal access to yes. food, water, medicine, yeah. education, money. We don't, we don't, we don't. And I'm just so mad. I, I try to have a very Rational conversation with people when they when they pull out some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was at a bar with friends. We were talking about relationships. Somebody said something about never wanting a relationship, and this woman, having just met me for about twenty minutes because I joined them, and just met the other woman there for maybe an hour, and knowing the guy that was there for a while as a work colleague, literally said, "Nope, uh-uh, nope, I'm not having any of that negative talk about relationships in my life." Oh. And I remained very calm. And Mm -hmm. I said... Can you tell me more about that? And she said, I totally believe in the law of attraction and I'm not having any negative talks about relationships because I want a relationship in my life. Now, this woman didn't know that my friend who had said she didn't want a relationship had lost her husband after Mm -hmm. she traveled halfway around the world to meet him in the Peace Corps and brought him back to the United States and he died suddenly of stomach cancer. She didn't know that shit, but she immediately projected her own fucking insecurities on it and I said can you tell me more about that and she was like I totally believe in it it's a law of attraction what you put out you get back and I said you know I hear that and I know that a lot of people really believe that it is hard for me to understand that because you know what about what about what about and then she said something she was like you know they well they say that our souls choose our lifetime and choose the pain in our lifetime and I said You know, that's an interesting perspective. I have to tell you, I'm not a parent, but if I were and my child contracted cancer or childhood Mm. leukemia and somebody said that to me, I would punch them so hard in the throat and I think I would be right in doing so. I think so, too. Because no child chooses to have cancer. No, they don't. And she didn't have a fucking response. And. I was raised in a house that was fucked up in its own many ways, right? Like, but one of the things you could do is you could say whatever the fuck you wanted as long as you could defend it, mm-hmm. and and you you were respected for your opinion if you could if you could back it up, right? So when this happens, I don't understand. I don't understand where the lack of critical thinking comes in. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where the blanket. Blaming and victim blaming happens, and I know I'm saying the same thing over and over, but you can see my face is hot right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Super hot. Red, sweaty. I'm here for it. I didn't realize I was sweaty. Oh, honey. It's okay.
1: I just—I don't—I'm mad. I know. I'm mad. And then, and then later we'll get to it. She says to just turn off the news, and that is—this book that, is written so, from the yeah. height of privilege. Yeah,
0: when she said just turn off the news, I was like, that's only something white privileged people can do. Including myself, it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm not going to read the news today. It's like I have a choice to do. Th- like, Lisa, thank you for sharing that because I think that's
1: what a lot of people feel when they read this stuff. But it's is so- it? Yes, because people say this shit all the time. Here's the thing. Here, here's the m- thing. M- what do they say? Materi- not manifesting. Materi- Manifest it. Manifest it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's- Maybe she manifested it. Maybe it's white privilege.
0: Maybe it's white privilege. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> that's what I was thinking, but I couldn't put it together.
0: Lisa, thank no, that's so wonderful and it's what I feel inside and it's what you just articulated so beautifully. And I think the allure of this book and the reason there are 40 million copies yeah, or whatever around it, one said 20, one said 30, I'm going 50. Yeah. Um, is because it it does sound exciting. Oh my God, through thought, and a visualization, I can manifest the the exact life I want. And it's right there. And there's this thing that exists. Like, it is so alluring. Yeah. And and people don't want to do the work of looking deeper. People don't, you know, we're all looking to escape. Real life is hard. Yeah. So when someone drops this in your lap and you've got a fucking champion like Oprah, whom we trust and is like a mother or a grandmother figure to so many of us, we're like, oh, yeah, like if Oprah says it, it must be cool. You know, so the, it, it's problematic on a few levels. But no wonder people do this. And I have family members who are really into this. It's like, oh, yeah, it's exciting to do that. But it also, I don't know, it also just takes away, it feels like it takes away, like, the, the reward of working really, really hard and yeah. never saying no. Because you can be stressed and thinking negative thoughts and have doubt and still build a successful life.
1: Yeah. So. Thank you. Thanks for letting me. Rage. Thanks, Sav. For it's been a rage. while since we've
0: had a really good rage. I really loved yeah, it. I really, I really enjoyed it.
1: You look more relaxed. Let me tell you, this <laughs> this week was earning that rage. It was. Yeah. This was. It's Thank always you. Always a
0: tough week, it seems, isn't it? S- yes. So under his eye, under his eye. <laughs>
1: Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. So
0: she says, uh, we're going to continue. We're still in the secret to money. Mm -hmm. If you are thinking thoughts of needing money, you will attract more situations where you need money. Um, She says, focus on abundance and prosperity. On page 102, she says, quote, and I fucking hated this. When you have a pile of bills that you have no idea how you are going to pay... You cannot focus on those bills because you will continue to attract more bills. You have to find a way to focus on prosperity despite the bills around you. If the words, I can't afford it, have passed your lips, change it with, I can afford Afford that, that. I can can buy buy that." that. Say it over. And over and over. Become like a parrot. That's for that the, fucking
1: Audi from Jensen. That is.
0: For the next 30 days, make it your intention that you are going to look at everything you like and say to yourself, I can afford that. I can buy that. You will convince yourself that you can afford those things. And as you do, the pictures of your life will change. Uh, and I wrote, I hated this chapter, but I bet Jensen Sincero of You Are Badass Fame fucking <laughs> loved it. <laughs> That's, That's right why she there. got an Audi. It's right there. I have not any. So the secret Thank to you. relationships. Uh, act as if. Think about what you have asked for and make sure that your actions are mirroring what you expect to receive and they're not contradicting what you've asked for. So you've... Asked for it, you've gotten clear and specific on what you want, you've done a visualization, you're expecting it to come, so now it's time to really act like it's coming. Do exactly what you would do if you were were receiving it today. She uses the example of a woman who had done all this visualization about her perfect partner, but it wasn't working. Then she realized her actions were contradicting her ask. She was parking her car in the middle of the garage, she was sleeping in the middle of the bed. her clothes were taking up the entire closet. As soon as she made room for her partner and started sleeping on her side of the bed, parking on one side of the garage, and making space for her partner's clothes, she met him at a dinner party that night.
1: Counterpoint, as soon as she took up less space in her life, Interesting. she suddenly was acceptable for a mate
0: make yourself small and everything will run right over you so your job is you do you treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you if you don't you can never change the way things are which i do agree with right you've got to you've said this before you've got to teach people how to
1: treat you challenge if you are a person of color mm, mm -hmm. yeah do you have that same privilege
0: uh no i guess i was thinking like emotionally like the people are. Same. Not,
1: yeah. Because if you're a, a, a person of color and you're having an argument <laughs> and you would want a passionate argument you are more likely to have your neighbors call the that's police right. on you right. for a domestic incident. Yeah, so challenge. Right. yeah, Challenge and fuck off So she, she
0: says your own thoughts are Fuck but- off Rhonda. Fuck fuck
1: off Rhonda.
0: Fuck off Rhonda. Fuck fuck off Rhonda. Ooh. Fuck
1: you. <laughs> Rhonda yeah <laughs> get Fuck it out of, out of my heart. book okay so
0: um, she says your own thoughts are the cause of people not treating you well mm. but if you emanate
1: self love and respect your life will be filled with people who love and respect you have you ever been a part of a toxic relationship no Rhonda you haven't <laughs> Don't sacrifice yourself for others because that
0: comes from thoughts of lack. It's imperative that you tend to you first.
1: Yeah. You know what? If I had a child and this child was really draining, like, literally my breasts every time I, I, I breastfed, I would be like, listen, that's not what I want. I want you to fill me up. I would want you as a baby to inject milk into my breasts. <laughs> and I'm not going to participate in breastfeeding until I get that.
0: By the way, in the intro— uh, she I almost called her Jen Sincero uh, Rhonda <laughs> Byrne was like there is no limit to manifesting there's nothing you can't do and Lisa wrote okay I want to fly yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. She says, The highest frequency you can emit and receive is love. As you radiate love, it will appear as though the entire universe is doing everything for you, moving every joyful thing to you and moving every good person to you. In truth, it is. So now we're on The Secret to Health, maybe one of my favorite chapters. Oh, this one got me. This one really, really got me. So She mentions the placebo effect, that when we believe our bodies are being healed with a false pill, like a sugar pill— They they often do heal themselves even without medicine.
1: Well, it's not that they heal themselves, but that we report effects. Ah, okay, great, great. So it's not like you are involved in an HIV clinical trial you get a placebo and suddenly you don't have hiv right you just reported that you feeling feeling better got it you still got psychosomatic right Okay. so when i so she's wrong
0: so when i started reading this chapter i was terrified she was going to say fuck medicine and just to manifest thoughts of good health so i was
1: relieved to read that she believes in working harmoniously with medicine but she also does kind of say fuck medicine
0: and then I flip the page and my notes say, and then she said love and gratitude can dissolve any disease. Yeah. She cites an example of a woman who beat her breast cancer by watching funny movies and laughing. And, <laughs> 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 and believing that she
1: could heal. And she and, says to think thoughts of perfection. She
0: says, and the cancer was gone without any radiation or chemo. Oh. And I wrote in all caps, I feel triggered. I Look, laughter's powerful. We know it has a very powerful effect on the body. Yeah. But this is just so so. so uh, any woman with breast cancer who who it's is amazing. not watching enough funny movies. How
1: many medical miracles mm-hmm. Rhonda's aware of? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. There are truly medical miracles that they can't explain. They yeah. don't understand. Yeah. Listen, with eight billion, but people she's on the found planet. like
0: the one out of eight billion and cited it. So, yeah. Um, there's not too much left. We're going to power through.
1: She does say you can't catch anything unless you
0: She does. You can. She does. And I
1: said, there's a whole people in I've, the AIDS epidemic. I've
0: got a lot of um, all caps uh-huh, coming I up in too. my notes. Uh-huh. So she says, how can it be that degeneration or illness remains in our bodies for years? It can only be held there by thought, by observation of the illness, and by the attention given to the illness. To which I say, fuck you. So she says to think thoughts of perfection. Yes. Quote, You can think your way to the perfect state of health, the perfect body, the perfect weight, and eternal youth. You can bring it into being through your consistent thinking of perfection, end quote. And I wrote in all fucking caps, this puts any and all responsibility for any flaw on the person, not genetics, not science, not society, or upbringing. Uh, uh, uh."
1: I mean, listen, you and Sav know that I just was home because my Grammy, who's going to be 108 in a month, is not doing well. Mm Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with her thoughts. No. That that woman eats a Twinkie a day. It's genes. <laughs> she loves a Coke and a Twinkie, and oh, she eats Vivian. coffee and ice cream, and the, she only has two taste buds, and they're temperature and sweet, and like, that's it. <laughs> but that's not in her, con- like, her no. genes are not in her control, just as no. anybody else who's going to die of heart disease young, their genes are not in their control. There are things they can do to help, but... We don't have the kind of control. This is this is feeling to me like I know. A, a fear of a lack of control and just pretending that we have. Cra- it feels crazy like control. denial. It does feel yeah. like someone
0: someone on methamphetamines in strong denial.
1: She wrote, um, "Nothing is incurable." I was like, "What about death, bitch?" <laughs> What about
0: She says you can't catch any disease unless you think you can. And I remember uh, the AIDS quote. I, I said, I know. I said, please tell this to the people enduring measles right now. And then I put in all caps, does she say this to people's faces? Like, does she go into a hospital ward and is like, You you can cure this? Like, what are you doing?
1: No, because nurses would punch her.
0: Yeah. So okay. They use the story of a man, talk about a medical miracle, who restored his eyesight no, no, through using no. the secret. Yeah. And it suddenly dawned on me that, Lisa, this is your homework. You have to manifest perfect eyesight, no glasses ever again. Okay, thanks,
1: bye. This I wrote, this bitch restored her eyesight in three days. She no. said, in three days. <laughs> it was a he, She fixed yes. her, oh, yeah. Um, well, then he, he is that bitch to me. Uh, I am 100% that bitch. I'm gonna restore my eyesight. I am in three so days. fucking
0: serious. If you, if I ever see you wearing glasses again, I'm quitting the podcast.
1: Well, we had a good run of 25 it good, books. It
0: was a good run. There are other stories in the chapter of miracles taking place just via the mind, but I cannot with this book right now is what I wrote. Uh, okay, The Secret to the World. We only have uh, a few chapters left. Uh, there's three. The Secret
1: to the World is stop reading
0: the news. Yep. She says you cannot help the world by focusing on negative things. She says mm. if it's a world situation that you do not want, like war... You are not powerless. Yeah. You have all the power. Focus on everybody being in joy. Yeah. Focus on abundance of food. Yeah. You have the ability to give so much to the world by emitting feelings of love yeah. and well-being yeah. despite what is happening around you. Yeah. When the author discovered the secret, she made a decision not to watch news or read newspapers anymore because no. it did not make her feel good, to which I say sounds like white privilege. Yeah. No, she says. Even if every person learned to use the secret to manifest exactly what they want, we will never run out of things. That's the true. The universe is a- abundant, and nothing is limited except in the human mind. Yeah. The secret to you is yeah. the next chapter. Yeah. Thank you. She finally gets into some explanation of how this correlates to scientific knowledge on page one fifty six. Mm, we've waited. Yep. She also says we are all one, all made of eternal energy from the universe, and science does back up that we are all made of energy, BT dubs. Mm -hmm. Since Since energy cannot be created or destroyed, that means the pure essence of you has always been and has always will be. And, and always will be. All right. So the secret to life, the very last chapter. Go ahead.
1: Wh- why didn't we read this first?
0: She says, you get to fill in the blackboard of your life with whatever you want. So think of a blank blackboard. If you have filled it in with baggage from the past, wipe it clean. Erase everything from the past that does not serve you and be grateful it brought you to this place now and to a new beginning. You have a clean slate and you can start over right here, right now. Be happy now. Feel good now. That is your purpose. And however you choose to use the secret, that is right. It is all up to you. The power is all yours. And that is the motherfucking secret.
1: I died. Lisa died. I died. (laughs) I died from anger. I died from sadness. Okay,
0: I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think this book got right?
1: that they could take advantage of many people okay what do you think the author got right i i
0: i think if i'm zooming way the fuck out to like seventy thousand feet yep that thoughts are powerful
1: sure thoughts are powerful thoughts are powerful and um, are they powerful enough to to create your world Mm -mm. okay
0: i mean no not alone what do you think every idea is born of a thought but what is something you tried from the book I manifested my Honda CRV. I'm waiting.
1: Oh, do cool. you hear
0: me, uh, Barry or Barbara? Two listeners that I'm sure are definitely listening. Sounds like rich people, Barry, Barbara. I'll send you my address. Listen, go help yourself. Podcast at gmail.com. I'll send it right now.
1: Sav, quick check in with you. What do you think of the book? Especially my five minute rant. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna read that. He, he he just doesn't...
0: whispered very lightly. I don't think I'm going to read it. You don't.
1: You don't think that. <laughs> The secret could secret. work for you. I would love for it to. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting, right? Else in the world,
0: yeah, think. it's really exciting because it's easy. It, it And she says it's not a get rich quick scheme, but it is like if it's too good to be true, it's probably mm-hmm. not true. It's a get
1: rich effortless mm.
0: scheme. I don't believe in effortlessness. I get real mad. Yeah. I well, get real mad, then. It must be
1: hard sitting across from me as an effortless yeah. beauty. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, I do want you to try manifesting uh, better eyesight, but Lisa, I don't want to give you homework from this book, and if I already you want did me to manifest my book? eyesight,
1: mm-hmm. then I'm gonna I'm gonna give you homework of explaining. Uh, the holocaust to somebody through the secret. <laughs> 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 oh, the laugh that he gave me was enough. <laughs> that was
0: it. Again, <laughs> okay, we're stopping it here, everybody. Life is abundant. No, hold on.
1: Because I do want to talk about, briefly, oh, some shit. legal okay. controversies uh, oh, over yeah. the book. So oh, this yeah. is from Wikipedia as well. Um, Australia Nine's network, A Current Affair, it's an Australian TV tabloid show, on May 14, 2007, did a segment entitled The Secret Story. Stosh, S-T-O-U-S-H, I don't know what that word is. They interview um, Vanessa J. Bennett, and she, when referring to the ver- version of The Secret Asserts, that's my work, and Rhonda Byrne stole it.
0: Oh, snap. She must have attracted someone stealing that work and becoming a billionaire. That's exactly right.
1: Um, uh, then there's David Shermer, the investment guru and only Australian in the film, has his business activities under investigation by the Australian Securities Investment Commission, and... Um, And uh, and by current affair, again, under the secret, uh, the title was The Secret Con. And um, on February 12, 2008, Bob Proctor's company, Life Success Productions LLC, successfully sued investment guru David Shermer, his wife, Lorna, and their several companies... uh, Uh, for misleading deceptive conduct, misleading or deceptive conduct. Mm. Um, So film footage featuring Esther Hicks was removed from the later extended edition of The Secret after the film's creator rescinded the original contract covering her participation. So um, it's,
0: you know... Well, weren't you also telling me about one of the secret people who had three people die in a sweat lodge?
1: Yeah, so these authors are not um, pristine, well,
0: three people dying in your sweat lodge is sure shit. Not pristine. Well, he when my when I look when I have the heat setting too high when I'm making pasta sauce and like sp- spatters of tomato get everywhere. That's not pristine. Yeah, murdering three people in a sweat lodge. Well, basically, it was is... manslaughter
1: because it wasn't oh, intentional. Oh, well,
0: then good. He manifested a lesser sense. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, listen, it's not great. It's, it's not, not great, great. but. I want to say to you, this is where I. I here's what the author got right mm-hmm. <laughs> giving me the gift of life is abundant because I say that phrase. Uh, when I say it, people don't know what I mean, whether I'm smarmy town or yes. sad or yes. it's shoveling a shit ton of shit on top of me or I'm truly blessed. Yes. And I think that's accurate because it changes. It's life is mercurial the the re- thing could be ripped out from under me at any moment that's right
0: that's right life so, is mercurial
1: thank you guys for being with us on this journey we've re- we've read and reviewed 25 books with you and it's just been such a fun fun time for us to get together and sweat and yell um but mostly just to spend time with my friends Misty and Sab and I know you feel the same Lisa. way um and thank you so much
0: yeah and yes and what's been so cool about the arc of this is we are getting so many new listeners all the time everyone is we're going to read some really exciting um letters of people who have written in on future minisodes we're so excited about the upward spiral that this is becoming (laughs) to use a a self-help term um and but now that we've had 25 would you let us
1: know what your favorite book is yeah. Over twenty five.
0: Yes, yes, and keep writing. If you haven't written a review yet, that's okay. We love everybody who has done it. It's never too late. Well, you're
1: dead to me, but you're it's okay. also dead to you're us. Also dead to me.
0: Um, but yeah, please it's been let a us know. Real fun journey yeah. so far, and it's it's only getting funner.
1: Thank you. More fun. The secret.
0: Um. So something I wanted to share as a sort of palate cleanser I need it. after that book is there's this podcast I discovered. It's called Second Life, it's, and it's about.
1: Second careers?
0: Yes. It's all about, um, it's focused mostly on women. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it is the host is who, what, where co founder Hillary Kerr, K E R R. Mm -hmm. And she does these super thoughtful interviews with big name people. So so the co founder of Sugarfina, the fancy candy company, (gasps) Rosie. I love
1: Sugarfina. Oh,
0: everyone loves Sugarfina. It's so good. My favorite are the sour lips and then the gummy roses, the royal roses, Mm. (laughs) also manifesting those. Um is on big cubes. Um, but it's it's just fascinating to hear how how someone who we now know as so successful almost didn't take that path That's or thought so about cool. taking it for 10 years. Yeah. And it's they're really well put together episodes and so lovely. I can't recommend it enough. Second Life. We'll put a link to it in show notes as nice, well. nice And on that note, let's all just
1: take a deep breath in. Oh, no, that's not what you wanted. Sorry, my bad. No, I
0: just wanted to, like, get that out of our system. Thank you so much for being with us. If you stayed with us, if you didn't, bye. (laughs) Life Life is is abundant. abundant.